Welcome to Believing the Bible with Scott Lane and Terry Reed of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association with a message of hope in today's troubled world based on biblical truths. We hope that today's program is enlightening and inspirational. Grandpa, guess what? My teacher said there was a globe flood on Mars. Is that a fact? Did you ask your teacher how she knows? Was she there? Oh, Grandpa's in the science book, so it's got to be right. Science books used to say that there were Martian-made canals on Mars. But no one's found a Martian yet. So be careful about trusting everything you read in science books. But the book I do trust is the Bible, the Word of God, which has never been proven wrong. It's said that people will so easily believe in a global flood on Mars, but refuse to believe in one here on Earth. Do you know what God's Word says about this subject? Do you mean about... The flood? That's right. Do you know where it is in the Bible? In Genesis 6, verse 17, it says, Understand that I'm bringing a deluge flood on the earth to destroy the flesh under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will die. Is that what you're talking about? It sure is. When God created the world, it was perfect. Because when he finished creating everything, he called it very good. But Adam and Eve sinned by wanting to become like God. And their children kept on sinning in a big way till God decided to destroy the earth by water. But I'll bet your teacher didn't mention there being a global flood here on earth, did she? No, Grandpa. In fact, she said just the opposite. I'm not surprised, though I am disappointed. The evidence of a worldwide flood is all around us. We find ocean fossils on top of great mountains and numerous massive fossil graveyards with all sorts of animals buried together. Or we see layer upon layer of different types of rocks without any erosion between them. Or we see those same rock layers bent in different angles without breaking the rocks. All this evidence and more shouts the history of God's righteous judgment of a sinful people. What should I do? You can pray. Pray that your teacher and your friends will come to know the truth as told by God in His Word, the Bible. Question your teacher when she says there's no such flood on earth. Science is all about asking questions and examining the evidence. And that's a fact. For more information, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A dot org. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams, all directors with the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. Terry, help me out here. Why do I find it so laughable that they are consistently talking about a, a worldwide flood on Mars and not on Earth? It's my understanding that 70% of the Earth is covered by water. But yet there is hardly any, if any, water at all on Mars. But yet I have heard Darwinists discount the possibility of Noah's flood just out of hand. They don't even consider it. I don't understand their thinking. Well, it's certainly true that, that for someone to believe in a worldwide flood on Earth means you have to believe the Bible. And if one believes the Bible, one has to believe the subject of the Bible, which is God. And if one believes in God, then one has to make a decision of whether or not they're accountable to that God. So that's the bottom line. If you don't want to be accountable, then you deny every evidence possible that God exists. 
No, your point is well made, but do you just only have to believe in God? Is there any evidence for a worldwide flood on this planet? Well, it's literally tons of it, if you will. <laughs> Every time I drive on a interstate or a road that's been cut through a, a mountainside, I see the evidence of the worldwide flood. I see layers of rocks that are different colors, but have very, very defined borders between the rocks above and below. And how do rocks do that? How could that possibly have come down over millions of years? If I look at the surface of the earth, in other words, the farms and fields, I see erosion. Yet there's no erosion signs between these layers of rocks. So how could these rock layers, presumably by evolutionary thinking, laid down over millions of years, yet show no sign of erosion between layers. And we have fossils, millions of fossils buried in them. If something dies today, it gets eaten, it degenerates. Unless it's quickly covered and preserved, it does not fossilize. And yet the millions of fossils we find in the strata fit well within a worldwide flood scenario and not within this uniformitarian, it's been going on for millions of years, everything is the same as it was in the past. We find polystrate trees, trees that sit between multiple layers of strata. There was no tree that just sat there for a billion years and had strata form around it. We know better than that. So I think your point is well made. People are mitigating and saying, I don't want to believe in a God even though there is good evidence for a worldwide flood, which is mentioned in the Bible. The evidence is all around us. We just have to open our eyes. Terry, does this whole discussion of people being one, choosing against God, uh, is that why there was such a public negative reaction when Answers in Genesis built life-size ark in uh, northern Kentucky? I think that's their, their weapon. They just wanted to ridicule Christians and they want to ridicule people that believe the Bible rather than actually engage in a discussion. You know, it's funny because they have dinosaur burial grounds and they'll say there was a local flood and and there's a local flood here and a local flood there and a local flood there. It seems like all over the world there were these local floods. You know, how does that happen? (laughs) But they won't consider one big flood. Well, and that becomes particularly ridiculous when you start looking at the strata as it's laid out. The Cocosina sandstones, as well as the Tapit sandstones, which are laid out across North America, those layers extend not only across North America, but into Central America and across into Greenland. What does this now sound like? This is not... That was a big local flood. Uh, that, that, no, that's not a local <laughs> flood. That's absurd. That is a worldwide cataclysmic event. And again, it's just more evidence of what's going on. Right. And I think there's also evidence which is consistent with Noah's flood that the climate has changed dramatically in relatively recent history. I think they've found redwood trees that are not fossilized, that are north of what is now of the tree line up in Canada. So, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the climate there was much warmer. It's not something that happened eons ago. It's something that was relatively recent. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed and Dr. Carl Williams. For more information, go to sabsa.org. Today, we're talking about a flood on Mars. Now, the, the actual 
ideas that have been given to this to NASA and evolutionary scientists is they do see on Mars large amounts of examples of water flow erosion of sediments and debris which looked like there was a huge amount huge amounts of water flow now what gets confusing with this is we don't have any liquid water on the surface of Mars today but what they do have is a huge amount of wind and dust and in terms of physics mechanics it is sometimes very difficult to distinguish between water erosion and wind erosion in terms of that but in terms of how things are laid down, all of this, however, is impacted and influenced by the fact that NASA has now been hijacked for the past 30 or 40 years into looking for life out there to prove that we happen by chance. And they've equated water as if water's there, then life is there, as if water just makes life. Carl, does water make life? Well, a bunch of life grows in my water if I don't watch it. <laughs> but uh, no, it does not. It absolutely does not. There's no such thing as abiogenesis or life coming from non-life. Kent Hovind had the famous line of saying, uh, I, didn't, I don't believe I, I evolved from rocks. So it just this doesn't happen. Well, I think, I'm sorry, I think Louis Pasteur did experiments on that. He's the one that disproved it. He was the one that did the scientific explanation that uh, showed that life does not come from non-life. If you sterilize the water first and allow it to sit for who knows how long, it's not going to produce life. Life that comes in the water has been there already. Microscopically, maybe, or probably, but uh, it was definitely some life there before for it to happen later. So certainly life coming from water by itself is ludicrous because what is water it's hydrogen and oxygen and what is life it's hydrogen oxygen carbon nitrogen and a bunch of other things that doesn't come from just water in and a, instructions and instructions oh i forgot that yeah in, in a carefully constructed design setup which carries huge amounts of information and when we design something with information if we see a book do we think that that naturally made itself? When we see a computer, do we think it naturally made itself? If we just see a paper clip on the ground, do we think it just made itself? Something as simple as a paper clip, yet we can instantly see it and discern that there was design, intent, manufacture, all these things are inclusive in just the finding of a simple paper. One of the things that really talks to me about all this is how an agnostic who knows something about biochemistry testifies to this. Dr. Francis Crick, the co-discoverer of, of the double helix structure of the DNA molecule, has been a, or was a uh, huge supporter of the idea of panspermia of the idea that the physics and chemistry of this earth are insufficient for evolution to have ever occurred, for abiogenesis, for life to just spontaneously make, is a physical impossibility here. Therefore, it had to be imported from somewhere else. Little Folks, green guys. The little green guys. <laughs> something happened. Folks, we need to get the idea that, of how absurd these ideas are that just throwing some water out makes life. The people who really know something about it know it's far more complex than that. 
Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. SABSA meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger in Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast, scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane. And for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville, thanks for listening. And we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible.